Now Probert, oh, Probert's Probert's loose got the right hand free. He's loose for the right hand, and he starts to retaliate, and down goes Nyland, and the two of them are hammering each other. Knights of Columbus, that hurt. It's old time, Marquette. Enforcer of all hockey podcasts. It's the biscuit. It's the biscuit. The enforcer of all hockey podcasts. God help the fucking day if fighting's ever banned. There's a country will stop working on some fucking candle. Hi everybody. It's the biscuit podcast. Hey, you wanna go? Yeah, okay. Good luck, man. All right, Bisky Babies, I'm on to do one thing with my buddy Travis from the Jet Fuel Podcast, and that one thing is talk Winnipeg Jets hockey. How are you, Travis? I am really good, William. I'm really good. How are you? I'm great, dude. I have been talking nothing but hockey for like the last 48 hours. It's It's been really exciting. I'm getting super stoked. Sounds on the like season. the life. <laughs> now, this is a, a very curious team for me. Um, they're, as where I sit with them right now, on the bubble. They could be right there in there, or they could just miss what they went 40, 35, and 7 last season, but were hurt consistently. They play in the Central. Um, I had a gentleman on last night talking about the Blackhawks. He's not sold they're going to be, you know, the Blackhawks. So they could get in a third-place position, um, ultimately. What what do you think, looking forward from last season going into this season, um, how it ended with them and, uh, you know, some of the moves they've made so far? Well, you know, a curious... Curious is a really good way to put it, that this entire city has been just ready for them to break out. We've been told for this is that was the second year that it was about time for them to start showing what they were made of and uh, make the playoffs like they did uh, three years ago. We got a taste and we just uh, couldn't get enough, but they haven't been able to get back there since. As far as the end of the season, they ended the season on a seven-game win streak. So that 40, 35, and 7 is a little bit inflated in garbage time. They <laughs> thrive in garbage time. Um, it's kind. It's so disappointing because you know we were out of the playoffs, out of the playoff race a month before the end of the actual season. So those seven wins at the end, they didn't quite feel like they were... Uh, deserved at all or they just kind of felt like they got us farther away from uh the sweepstakes of of the number one over pick. so uh some people in winnipeg super pumped about the seven wins this sets us up for uh next season uh a lot of people including myself is kind of like well if you're gonna be out of the playoffs you you might as well not win so many but um this had the exact same thing happened to them the season before uh, they ended the season before last on a six-game win streak. And everyone said, oh, it's going to carry over into the next season. <laughs> and if you can't tell, uh, some of us fans in Winnipeg are getting a little bit uh, jaded <laughs> about yeah. the whole, uh, you know, being set up at the end of the season because it is exciting to get on those streaks. Now, you've got some exciting players, too. Uh, Patrick Liney is one of the um, more exciting players in the I league. Yes, we do. 
And uh, <laughs> I I like the way he plays, and I like his confidence. The Leafs? Well, I I love lining his confidence. I love, you know, my favorite celebration is, is the stick spin. Yes. Puts it in the holster and spins it. Yeah. <laughs> Just such a beauty. He's a cocky yeah. bastard, dude. I dig it. Yeah, he knows how good he is. Yeah, and uh, he's not afraid to tell you about it, which no, is refreshing I mean, in a hockey player. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, from from the draft day when he was like, "Well, yeah, I expect to be first pick." on Patrick Line, I was like, "Oh, dude, I like this dude. He, this is this is. <laughs> it's rare in hockey to have somebody outspoken like that." Oh yeah, you know, I loved his very first interview he did. He was laying on his back. Uh, on his bed with Sportsnet or something like that. It was, it was, oh, about, oh, it was yeah. before the draft with his, all his long hair flopped out. And he had like the most relaxed dude. I think he had sweatpants on too, just straight chilling. Yeah, exactly. In his <laughs> hotel room. Just, yeah. Oh, he was great right from the beginning. So, um, yeah. Now, Number two was a great spot to pick. Yeah, Fine. yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Now, he got murdered <laughs> that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, he, he got murdered. <laughs> How were his numbers after that? Because it's as as far as I know, it seemed like he dropped off. But I don't pay attention to the Jets as closely as you do. Did he struggle like I I thought he did, or was it he kept kind of the same line? Uh he did. He did score a little bit less after that hit uh, points per game wise. He was more of a Calder favorite in the beginning. Um, you know, Austin Matthews had that four goal game, but had a 15 game goalless drought or something like that. So there was, a, there was some talk that Lanny might push him, but then that hit came along and it did, it did kind of set him back just a little bit. One other thing that was really a problem, his five versus five play was pretty close, but, um, his power play numbers just absolutely dropped off. I think he only had one goal on the power play after that, which for a pure shooter like that, is a real problem. Right. Um, now, he needs to be able to set up in his spot. That yeah. was partly the setup of the power play, but at the same time, he needs to put it in. Now, it, it could be attributed to, you know, the league getting a good look at him, too, as the season goes on and being like, okay, well, we have to stop this kid. No doubt. You no know? doubt they adjusted to him. Right. Um, but, you know, there's some aspects of this game that you just you cannot stop. There's one particular goal um, – Right off the face-off, it comes to him. He's uh, So it's in the left face-off dot in the offensive zone. And he's um, on the inside hash mark. And the puck comes bouncing to him right off the, the face-off. He corrals it, turns his hips, and fires it top corner in less time than anyone can react to it. There's, you can't defend against that. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he's, he's remarkable to watch. Um, as far as, I mean... Off-season moves, they they really kept a lot of the the team around. Um, like you said, people in Winnipeg are expecting this team right now to you know push them forward. So they don't bring in much. You needed, I thought, a goalie. You, you got Steve Mason instead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, dude, he hasn't been good since he won the Calder Cup. I don't care what anybody says. He. It gets worse every season. He he's going to be sitting behind Connor before the fucking All Star break. I hope you're right. I honestly hope you're right, and I don't doubt that happening at all. The thing is, we've had Pavlik for five, four and a half years, five years. Oh, sorry. And uh, anybody not named Pavlik sounds pretty good at this time. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's been pretty bad. Um, he's been pretty bad for us. He's let in some. 
pretty bad goals. He, the, the eight games he played this year, small sample size, but he was an 888 save percentage. Um, he averaged four goals against per game. So, um, might, might as well not even four play. Of those games it just wasn't great. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, you're totally right. Mason Mason is a better goaltender than Pavlik, and better than Hellebuck showed last year. Right. Hellebuck has unbelievable potential. I think he succeeded at every single level. So I hope that you know they start off. Maybe they'll start off with Mason, but as the season goes on, Hellebuck needs to steal that job. From yeah, him. exactly. That was going to be my next question. Have they named a number one? Are they going to go with Steve, or they haven't really? said yet but let's see how the um, camp goes well, they're gonna say that they wait and see how the camp goes but um i don't i don't know if mason would have signed here without some kind of guarantee right and the media around here which is uh true north is they they just propagate anything that they want um say that mason will be the starter so it sounds like they're getting that prepped for everybody now I, I I don't like I don't I don't hate that for him to start the season as a starter. I hope that Halbuck doesn't take it hard. Maybe he kind of gets more comfortable as a backup and gets his confidence back, and then is the that becomes that goalie again that has like you said succeeded at all levels that he's played in. Um, of course, for us down here, we're fans of him because you know he's a he's an American. So I, I hope to see him do well. Yeah, you know. Outwards to the media, and whenever he does an interview, he's a great interview. He tells it like it is, or at least it seems like he does. And he has never, ever shown any kind of confidence problem. If anything, he's been way too cocky for his for his play. Like, I get it, his, his record in the past is great, but um, he was going on some... He went on a dive uh, in December. He got pulled two games in a row, or three out of four. Uh, and he said his game had never been better. That's what he said, and you know he said it like he was honest about it. But you got to just kind of question that a little bit. Oh, Is he sure. a little bit too cocky sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know that man. But I guess he's his, a, his confidence he's an is fine. Interesting interview. Man, I'm gonna have to go watch some fucking Hollebeck uh, interviews tonight. <laughs> and you know what, Comrie, who is his, uh, who is the Moose goaltender, their AHL affiliate. Hmm. Um, he's an even better interview the way he looks at reporters when they ask him what he thinks is a dumb question. It's gold. <laughs> Dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm so ready for those interviewers to come, like those kind of interviews to happen again in hockey where, you know, it seems like the last like five or six years, it's all been, you know, Sidney Crosby answers where you could, you can write his answer before the fucking question's done. Like, Oh, this is what they're going to say. You know, it's disappointing most of the time. Yeah, it really is. Now, uh, Matthew Perot on our team. Sorry, Matthew Perot is also a beautiful interview. He always does it in French because he's from Quebec. But uh, whenever they translate it, it's just in brutal terms. He just says it like it is. It's great. That's awesome. <laughs> now, the the other thing I thought, um, and good for him, he didn't have a good season last year. But Kulikov coming over from Buffalo, I I think he has potential to to help out a lot on this Winnipeg team. Um, with the five seasons he had previously in Florida before that, he really did produce quite well, but I mean, nobody was really producing in Buffalo, so I don't blame him much there. What do you think about him? It's hard to, it's hard to say. It really is. That drop off last year was horrendous. Oh, is it? I mean, it was a big drop off. What do you have? Five, five points. 
Yeah, and in like forty four games or Oof. something like that. It was it was ugly. It was pretty ugly. But um, you know, there's there's optimism around him that he can bounce back. Um, Enstrom. Tobias Enstrom really hasn't, last year anyway, performed up to his $5.75 million salary tag. He played on the second pair, but just wasn't quite up to snuff. He's a, he's a valuable player. He makes good first passes. So if Kulikov can step in and be the left side second pairing with Bufflin, yeah, um, buddy. and Enstrom can slide down into that third pairing with Myers, that's probably one of the strongest third pairings in the league and uh, the the top the top of the, the the top four of the Jets D should be able to handle it. So a lot rides on where they place Kulikov. Is it above Enstrom or below in the depth chart? And um, hopefully keeping guys like Ben Sherat out of the lineup who um, are really quite a problem when you're talking about keeping uh, control of the puck. <laughs> <laughs> now, so if if Kulikov can produce, I mean. That's a hell of a top top four. Those two pairings are. I mean, that's a that's a good defense. Yeah, Morrissey Morrissey and Truba is just going to be a monster pairing. If not, if not this year, but the year after that, as long as we can get Truba signed. How good is I'm Truba? You back up the truck for that guy. Yeah, how good is Truba? He is so good. He is so good. He is top ten defenseman in the NHL right now. I agree. Uh, I'm going to say it. He will be top five. I agree, man. He is so fucking good. They, whatever he wants, Winnipeg better give it to him. Yo, yeah, back it up. I was good. Um, if we we're gonna sign him long term, give him eight by eight. Last year, he's gonna push up. I think he's gonna be eight by nine, eight by eight point five, or something like that. It's gonna be a big, big cap hit coming in at the same time as we have to sign Line A, who I'm sure will be nine million. Now, how long? How long's Bufflin on for? Because he's getting up there. Yeah, Bufflin's got four more years. Holy shit! Seven point six. So they signed him to a five-year deal at the beginning of the last year. Okay. Um, yeah. So he's going to be think thirty-seven, thirty-six or thirty-seven at the end of it. So those last two, three years is going to be rough, which is why we expect to win now, especially with a cap hit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to have to win now with that because. That's like the Patrick Marlowe deal, man. I've, we've said it a few people here. The la- his last year on that deal with Toronto is fucking crazy. Oh, that's quite a thing. It's it's not very good to start, to be honest with you. No. No. <laughs> I, whoa? <laughs> <laughs> I said no. Uh, I, yeah, no, not, I, don't, I don't really like his, uh, his points per game. His, his five-on-five play has really been dropping. He has benefited a lot by playing with or behind Thornton. Um, he, he's valuable. He's valuable. He will bring a lot of experience. He knows how to handle situations and how to deal with players in the room, in the playoffs. He can score some goals. He's he's not out of gas. I'm just... Dude... Uh, I don't know if he's worth his six mil. No, dude. He is almost too old to be ice skating, let alone playing hockey. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm worried about him. Now, yeah. this this might be bold, but this is – I was thinking about this the other day, and um, this is going to be my prediction. This is – Patrick Laine is going to score the most goals in the NHL this season. That is I, – I'd be on board with that. <laughs> I, I believe – he makes me believe in him. I think 
I think he he's gonna he knows the game now. He knows he's got to keep his head up. He can't afford to be murdered again. So he's resurrected. He's back. He's going to score a shit ton of goals this season. I can't see it any other way. He's like if you look at the guy just without his his equipment on. He's scrawny. Like, he's an 18-year-old, or he was. Now he's 19, you know what I mean? Like, um, he was not developed at all muscularly. So his shot is only going to get better. He's only going to get faster and be able to make more room. You know, one thing that someday, I don't know if it'll happen next year, but I would love to see, and sooner rather than later, is that Patrick Laine goes to the left-hand side. He's a right-handed shot. So moving to the NHL, he played on the on the right wing just so that he could take his passes easier and get more comfortable. But if he would be able to move over to the left-hand side, he would be able to play with Blake Wheeler. And you Ooh. could put pretty much anybody in between them. You could put me in between them. Right. And we'd, we'd still score, um, you know, an insane amount of, of points. Now that would be I, one of the more dangerous lines in the game. Yeah, Blake Wheeler is unbelievable. He's he's a he's a top ten winger uh, as far as I'm concerned. He drives the play. You should see um, some shot maps on Hockey Viz that I, that I love to check out by Ineffective Math on on Twitter that uh, just show his shot maps when he's on the ice. Uh, there's an insane amount of shots coming from the middle of the ice for his team, and it's completely blue or there's almost none against him. He's just an unbelievable two-way player that's so underrated. 74 points last year, played all 82 games. Yeah, if you could put he, if you could put him with Line, they'd score so many goals. Ooh, that'd be fun, man. All right, buddy. Who? What? What's going to happen? 40, 35, and seven last season. You say they're going to beat that mark this year. So that means they're going to finish in the top three in the Central, right? Uh, I'd like to believe that, but looking at the other teams, um, unless something happens in terms of their systems, um, maybe they improve as a team and grow into the system or, uh, something changes, but the team defense has been bad for the last two years. So either they need to grow up, if you will, and play better defense or, uh, something needs to change in the systems. So if they can, they can roll with their systems. Uh, they have the the skill on the front and the back end to make the playoffs, no doubt. Um, if they don't get in line and kind of do what they're told to do, um, then I don't think that they'll make the playoffs. I think Nashville, uh, Chicago, um, Dallas. Dallas, exactly, who is now officially terrifying. Yeah. Will, <laughs> Dallas will is fucking scary. They yeah. they could be, I mean, they could just be straight barn burners. Oh, heck yes. And they've got a goaltender who can bail them out, at least for now. Yeah. At least for now. I have faith in them for the first couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm actually a proponent of uh, coaching change over here. So, if they start failing early and they change the coach, I think they could turn it around. All right, buddy. Well, what are the who? Give me your three stars for the Winnipeg Jets this season for you, Travis DeKesel. For me, DeKesel. 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 Fuck, I can't yeah. read. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Nobody can. <laughs> <laughs> so number one star um, has to be Truba. He's going to be a monster this year. Yep. He's going to come out and crush it. Yep. Um, 
he's going to get a whole bunch of points. I hope to play him a little bit more on the power play. Um, get I'd, him some I'd, more do, points. And why I think not he's just leave him on? In. Just leave him on the power play. Never <laughs> take him off it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's what I say. Put him at the top. He could cap quarterback it, no problem. Star number two has to be uh, Blake Wheeler because that guy never quits. Yeah. Uh, um, he is unbelievable. Uh, never stops moving. And his... His leadership is actually, I think, a great quality for him. He's a great person to be in that role as the captain. And, uh, you know, number three, which I feel kind of bad putting Shifley at number three because of his contract, which is just beautiful. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he, uh, he's got quite a shot as well. And um, as far as I'm concerned, we've got two first lines out there, so we should be good to go. Dude, I love it. Um, and I'm sorry about Steve Mason, man. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of hoping for a Scott Darling trade, but he was obviously looking for more term. Yeah, uh, maybe going out and getting Philip Grubauer from the uh, Capitals. But um, that would yeah. been extra interesting. I would have liked to see that. I think it would have been good. But. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you get Iron Steve Mason, buddy. Hopefully, he can stand on his head. You know. You know the reason, real reason I think they signed him is because there was a we had a two game winning streak, yeah, two game winning streak. It was in November, <laughs> and uh, you know it was like the all elusive third game that we like it had been so long since we'd won a third game in a row, and we played so well. And Steve Mason came out and stoned us, and it was like four nothing or something like that. But uh, it was just like I think. They just remembered that, and that's why they signed him. He shows flashes of the goalie he can be. He's just fucking. Some nights he comes out, and I, I swear he's like just sleeping or just doesn't give a, <laughs> doesn't just doesn't give a fuck or something. Like he's he'll just Poor suck guy. complete ass. <laughs> well, Travis, dude, yeah. tell the biscuit babies where to find you, my man. Yeah, you can find us at Jet Fuel Podcast. Uh, we're teamed up. With, uh, we're going to get a little blog going with uh, Hanger Hockey, so you can search them. Hanger with two A's, hockey, all one word. And um, Yeah, this has been really, really fun. Dude, I appreciate you coming on. Um, everybody, go check out Jet Fuel. You do that with your co-host, uh, who couldn't make it on tonight, so we want to say hello to him as well. Um, we'll get you guys both back on here you know, before, the, before it's all said and done. This is absolutely great. I love it. All right, dude. You have a good night. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Have a good one. Okay, Biscuit Babies. Um, that was the Winnipeg Jets with my man, Travis DeCazel. Nailed it. You think I can't fucking read. You guys are idiots. I have to get at least four Labats in before I can start to read. Just takes a little time. <sighs> this is fun. This is real fun. Um, I still got a few teams left that I need help with. Anaheim Ducks. There's a fucking Ducks fan. Somebody help me out. Flames. I might have somebody for that, so you can fuck off. Coyotes. Come on. I really want to talk Coyotes hockey, dude. I'm excited about that team. Ottawa. Ah, if I if I don't get an Ottawa, that's fine. Big Rand and I can cover that in two seconds. Boring. Sabers. Capitals. I need a Hurricanes, I need a Minnesota Wild, and the fucking Dallas Stars. And that's it. That's all I need, guys. I want to get all 31. Holy shit, I need Las Vegas. Forgot they were a team. Write that the fuck down. Right now. 
Would you like to feel better? Would you like to not be the piece of shit that you are? Go to Lucid Float Spas in Mount Vernon, Ohio. Talk to Chad. Tell him, Chad, please, please make me feel like you look good. And he'll say, okay. And he'll go, I listen to the biscuit. And he'll go, as well, is this your first first float? And you say, yes, if it is, don't lie to him. Because we will find out. And you get that float for half off. Why wouldn't you? Why, why wouldn't you? Shittycoolers.com. Would you like 10% off? Enter the promo code SHITTYDAYS. S-H-I-T-I-D-A-Y-S. SHITTYDAYS. 10% off. You're welcome. Oh, what shirt am I wearing? Because you can't see me? It's a coast-to-coast hockey apparel shirt. Keep hips, hipsters out of hockey. Um, they don't tell me to do that one. I just really like this t-shirt. Um, so I'm going to keep keep pumping them up. Parker's Platoon. The bracelets are coming, guys. This is handmade quality shit we're talking here, okay? Custom. Just fucking buy one. It'll get to you. I want to hear it. Parkersplatoon.org. One veteran at a time. Support them. Stanley Cup champion, Scott the Sheriff Parker. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on Google Play Music. We're on Buzzsprout. We are their number one hockey podcast. We're worldwide. You love us. We love you. And uh, Big Rand will be on soon. I uh, talked to him today. I'm going to lift his, lift his ban. Um, depending. Depending on if he keeps acting well. Alright, I love you guys. Freedom. Hockey. The Biscuit! The Biscuit.